AMA 50 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. I'm Gary Duncan. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for another episode of A Moment on the Lighter Side. And this afternoon, we welcome back Dr. Luke for another Luke exclusive, the stories that are found only in the Gospel of Luke. Hi, Dr. Luke. Hee-haw! It's good to be back, Mr. Duncan. Well, before we begin today and the story that you have for us, I would just like to share something new that I've learned through our little discussions. Most of the stories we've talked about I've heard before. I learned them all the way back in my Sunday school days. Whew! That is a long time ago. (laughs) Let's keep the age comments to ourselves, okay, Dr. Luke? My point is, while I've known these stories for a long time... A very, very long time. (laughs) Dr. Luke, please, I'm trying to be serious here. Oh, oh, well, sorry, Mr. Duncan. I guess I'm just feeling my oats this afternoon. Well, why don't you just eat your oats, and, and so I can finish saying what I'm trying to say here. My point is, while I've known the stories for a long time, this is the first time I realize these stories are all interconnected connected. Yep, you know, just like I said last week, uh, the Holy Spirit not only inspired the stories themselves, but also the order, I I believe, in which the stories come. Let me share with you one insight I had. So, you started with the story of the Good Samaritan. A story that both illustrates what Jesus has done for us and what we should do for our needy neighbor. And then you immediately record a story about how difficult it is to be a good Samaritan. You tell us a story about Martha, who wants to be a good Samaritan to Jesus and his disciples, but finds the task overwhelming and she becomes anxious and troubled. Uh, reality we all face as good Samaritans. Uh, sometimes it seems like there's just too many needy people to help. And in the story of Martha, Jesus gives good advice to good Samaritans who find themselves distracted by many things. Why, precisely. She reminds us Marthas uh, that we need to be like Mary. Uh, There may be many things that concern us, but we always need to focus on the one thing needful, the good portion, the thing that will never be taken away from us. That is, we need to listen to the teaching of Jesus. And then last week, you said shortly after the story, you give a specific teaching of Jesus that speaks particularly to the anxious and troubled. (laughs) Doggies, as you said, All of these stories are related to each other. So let's talk about that story you mentioned there. Let's look now at what Jesus teaches uh, the troubled Martha and the troubled us. Uh, Luke 12, 22, if I remember. Okay, 12, 22, Luke. And he, Jesus, said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. You see, he's he's talking to those who, who, like Martha, are anxious over many things. Well, we'll keep on reading. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor weep. They have neither storehouse nor barn. And yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? Well, why don't you go ahead and read verses 27 and 28 as well. Okay. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass, which is alive in the fields today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? 
Now, now the point here is pretty obvious. Uh, look at the ravens. Uh, detail, by the way, that is unique to my gospel. Uh, anyway, uh, look at these blackbirds. There's no way they can provide for their future. Uh, why They don't have a retirement fund. They can't invest in 401ks. <laughs> they don't have life insurance, nor do they have Social Security. And that despite their inability to secure their future prospects, God sees to it in winter and summer that they have what they need. If you ask my farmer friends, God provides for them too well. Every year, they are thousands and thousands of birds, massive flocks, helping themselves to the farmer's seeds and crops. <laughs> and that's the point. If God takes care of these birds, which are nothing more than a nuisance, won't he most assuredly take care of you as well? Uh, same thing with the lilies. They are given a beauty that even Solomon, the richest man in the world, could not duplicate. And yet, the beauty is only here for a season, soon cut down and thrown into the fire, as you said. And again, that's the point. If God provides for these things, who, whose lives are so short and transitory, won't certainly he take care of you, who will live eternally? You see, after God made the lilies and the ravens, he said, it was good. But it was only after he created man and woman that he said it was very good. We are the only part of creation that was made in the image of God. And if he takes care of these lesser things of his creation, will he not certainly provide for that which is the crown of his creation? But let me give you one more illustration uh, along the same lines. Uh, read, if you would, my gospel, chapter 12, verses 29 through 31. Chapter 12, 29 through 31, Luke. And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. So consider not only the ravens and the lilies, but look at the nations of the world. Now, these people don't worship the true God. Why, they bow down to gods they've made up in their own minds. They don't listen to the teaching of Holy Scripture. They don't pray to God as their father. Well, some of them don't even acknowledge that there is a God. And yet God provides for them, sometimes in even a greater abundance than he provides for us, his children. Well, it seems to me you've got an exclusive story exactly about that kind of person, the story of the rich farmer. A story, by the way, that also happens to be right here in my gospel. Yeah, you know, Mr. Duncan, if we got time, we'll have to talk about that someday. Uh, but for now, returning to my point, if Jesus takes care of ravens, lilies, and pagans, will he not certainly also provide us with the things we need for this life. But Dr. Luke, I understand these words are supposed to comfort us in our troubles, but they are exactly the words that make me a little bit more anxious. Well, what in the world are you talking about? As you quoted, Jesus, seek his kingdom and these things will be added to you. And that's my point. I'm not always seeking his kingdom, but like Martha, I get distracted by many things. We may have been uh, the crown of creation, but now we are just sinners who have fallen from creation. 
you're right. Jesus' arguments are clear. There really is no reason that I should doubt that he will provide for me, but I do. That's what makes me anxious. Sure, Jesus will do this for people like you who are strong in their faith, but as Jesus said himself in the text, I am a man of little faith. But, but don't you see, <laughs> that's exactly the comfort. Why, he knows what you are, Mr. Duncan. You think you're fooling him with all your church going and pious praying? <laughs> Why, he knows you still doubt. He knows you're a man of little faith. And it's to you he speaks these words of comfort. In fact, let me share one story that I think speaks especially to those of, well, like you and me, those of little faith. Read Luke 12, verse 25, if you would. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? If then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Now, I know I know it's hard sometimes to take my Greek and convert it into your English, but I just wish those translators would let me say what I said. What do you mean, Dr. Luke? Well, the Holy Spirit didn't inspire me to say anything about not being able to add an hour to your life, although that's true. I think I know what you're talking about, Dr. Luke. If I remember the King James Version says something about adding a cupid to your stature. And that's what I said. I mean, you can worry all you want, but you can't even add 18 inches. That's what a cubit is, by the way, to your height. <laughs> so what's the difference, whether we're talking about height or length of life? Because I was trying to make a certain point. You know, often when we're little, we worry about getting bigger. <laughs> you know, especially boys. They worry if they'll be tall enough to, to play basketball, say. And of course, they do grow up. I think about my children, my grandchildren. When they were born, I could almost hold them in one hand, and now they're full-grown adults. And that's my point. Whether we worry or not, we, we all grow up. And whether we worry or not, we're all going to grow up in the faith as well. Now, I'm not saying worry is a good thing. After all, Jesus says we shouldn't be anxious. Worrying is a sin, I suppose. We should confess. But it is a sin that has been forgiven in the cross of Christ, like, like all the rest of our sins. And remaining in the teaching of Jesus, he will take our little faith and he'll make it grow. In fact, you know, the things we worry about may be the very things he uses to make our faith stronger. Oh, but Dr. Luke, I wish I could just believe that about myself. Oh, you can, Mr. Duncan. Well, there's something I wrote down that should be of great comfort to those who have little faith. Well, read verse 32, would you? Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You see, in the end, uh, the kingdom is ours, <laughs> not because we've been so faithful, but because it was our Father's good pleasure to give us that kingdom. You can't rely on yourself. But you can rely on God. You call me again next week, and, and we'll talk more about this. I'll share with you what I think is the most comforting thing Jesus ever said. And he said it precisely to men of little faith. And I don't mean to be proud, but it is a comforting word that is found only in my gospel. Well, as a man who continues to be a man of little faith, I look forward to hearing that word, and I look forward to talking to you again next week, Dr. Luke. Thanks for being on the program today. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at kfuo.org.